0: Sports, politics, life. Finch Knife Company presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Online at finchnifeco.com.
1: We certainly didn't get a great look at Avery Johnson, the freshman quarterback at Kansas State in the Pop-Tarts Bowl on Thursday night, but we got a nice look at him. We could see the talent. You can see that this is obviously a gifted young man that sort of has a feel for the position. You had to love a couple of things in particular. He's Obviously very, very difficult to sack. He took no sacks in this game. He can really run the ball, averaged nine yards per carry, but Kansas State decided not to run him in this game, and I'm not sure why there was really no quarterback run game for Kansas State. D.J. Giddens, the running back, rushed for 152 yards. Kansas State beats North Carolina State 28-19 in the Pop-Tarts Bowl, and it was marked by a possession where they had to score a touchdown three times. Because twice on the possession, touchdowns were called back. That's happened a couple of times this year for Kansas State. But they got it in. And mostly the reviews on Avery Johnson are positive that you can see the arm talent. You can see the physical gifts that he has. And he managed the offense very well, not turning it over against a team, North Carolina State, which over the last eight games of the season was top five in all of college football defensively. So this was a quality opponent, a ranked opponent, a very good defensive opponent. And Avery Johnson did not disappoint. It is almost mind-boggling that Chris Kleiman has four quarterbacks in the NFL or four pro quarterbacks in in one fashion or other. He continues to get quarterback talent as well as just about anybody in the country. And he can't get wide receivers on his team. It's just mind-boggling. Kansas State is woefully inadequate at wide receiver. And I fear the long-term answer with Avery Johnson in his two years that he'll probably play at Kansas State next year and the year after is going to be, wow, this kid can really play, but where are the wide receivers? I've watched bowl game after bowl game of teams in college football that have wide receivers that are six inches taller than the cornerbacks that cover them. Kansas had a couple of guys just go up and grab the ball. In their bowl win, we watched Oklahoma State do that. I'm not talking about USC. USC's re- receivers are freaks. I mean, they're absolute freaks, but you would expect that at USC. We see guys like Luther Burden at Missouri, and we understand this is a pro. We're looking at a special talent. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about teams on the level, the recruiting level with Kansas State. If you cannot get receivers like KU and Oklahoma State get, I don't understand it. I mean, we're in NIL, period. Go buy yourself a receiver. Find some money, get a receiver for Avery Johnson because, I mean, it's painful to to watch him try to throw to who and what he was. I'm not talking about the Chiefs here. I'm not talking about guys that won a Super Bowl, receivers that have rings, and they've had some drops this year, right? I'm talking about guys that just are undersized and under-talented for the level of football they're playing. K-State offensive line was terrific in this game. That's the part of the team that didn't go into the transfer portal or didn't turn pro Cooper BB, who will be a probably second round draft choice at guard opted to play in this game and was really, really good. And part of it was, he said he wanted to play a game that Avery Johnson started. I they think that highly of this kid. I mean, they, they Kansas state believes they absolutely have a superstar in Avery Johnson. And I think they might, I mean, there was no reason to see the maturity that they saw in him in this game. They didn't ask him to do everything. They didn't ask him to run the ball They certainly didn't lean on the passing game with Avery Johnson because the receivers just aren't there at Kansas State. What they did every single possession was hand the ball to DJ Giddens and run between the tackles. It was boring at times. It made you question whether Connor Riley, the interim defensive or offensive coordinator, should be the permanent offensive coordinator. If he's the right guy, there must be a running package for Avery Johnson because we saw it in the regular season. He came in in the red zone and scored touchdowns for Kansas State during the regular season, but they didn't really use him that way in this game. We can call it a matchup. We can say it was this, say it was that, but it was a little mind-boggling. Let's credit Kansas State for getting the win, right? I didn't think they'd win this game. I thought North Carolina State's defense is really good, and Kansas State would struggle to score, and they did. They only scored 28 points. That's not a lot, and they only scored seven in the second half. They struggled at times. And as I mentioned, they had a couple of touchdowns returned by penalty before getting it in and essentially winning the football game 28-19. K-State's defense actually looked a little better than it had toward the end of the season. They had a lot of new players out there. There's been a lot of talk about the players that transferred. that transferred out. Most of them transferred down, but some didn't. Some transferred to big programs, Oregon, A&M, places like that. But they didn't miss anything. Kansas State's defense looked bigger, faster, and better than it did toward the end of the regular season. So maybe they got rid of some guys that weren't playing hard enough. Maybe they got rid of some guys that didn't know how the defense is supposed to operate. I don't know. But defensively, Kansas State looked really good. They covered receivers. They tackled well. They wrapped up. They held NC State to 19 points. That's a good performance for Kansas State. Congratulations. Another nine-win season for Chris Kleiman. This is a good program. They're in good hands with Avery Johnson. The off-season question for Kansas State will be the offensive coordinator. Is it Connor Riley, who's been the offensive line coach for Chris Kleiman for quite some time? Going back to their North Dakota State days, will it be him or will he go outside the program? What I would do, I'd go outside the program. I'd find me an offensive coordinator with a receiver. And I'd bring him in and say, look at Avery Johnson. Here's your guy. Mold it. Let's go. Let's do it. And it would be very similar to the offense that they ran this year under Colin Klein. But from what I saw in this game, Connor Riley and the guy. Now, maybe that's all Chris Kleiman wanted him to do. Let's just go out and not, you know, I've been critical of the Chiefs. We'll get to the Chiefs here in a moment. I've been critical of the Chiefs because they really have one job every week. With their defense and Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, it's a really simple job every week for the Chiefs. If you go out and don't turn the ball over, you're going to win. And I think maybe that's what Chris Kleiman was thinking in this game. Pretty simple stuff. Let's go play NC State. Let's not turn the ball over. And if we don't, we win this game. And that's what Kansas State did. And Avery Johnson, along those lines, played a very, very, very mature game. He had seven rushes for 64 yards, no turnovers, no sacks, threw for 178. So he didn't really light up the scoreboard or anything like that. But you can see the talent. You can even see the arm talent. It's uh it's gonna be good. Avery Johnson's gonna be something. We expect him to gain 15 to 20 pounds before next season, get even stronger and keep the speed. And he's still a baby. And you could see it, by the way, he ate the Pop-Tarts after the game. Congratulations, Kansas State wins the Pop-Tarts Bowl, 28-19. All eyes now are on the Missouri Tigers, who take on Ohio State Friday night in the Cotton Bowl. Eli Drinkwitz has been sporting the cowboy hat in Dallas, talking about how good it is to be in Texas. They're playing Ohio State, one of the tremendous programs in America, that had a real shot to be in the college football playoff. Had a real shot to win a national championship. They have had a lot of players opt out and transfer. This is not the Ohio State team of the regular season, but as we've seen with many programs, we saw with USC the other night, these Blue Bloods, for lack of a better term, have freshmen and sophomores that have been waiting to play. And when they get a chance to play, by the way, they're really good too. So I don't think it will be a lack of talent for Ohio State against Missouri. I think the question is Are the players that some of the players that they play ready to play in a game like this? Do they know their assignments? Will they handle this well? And we won't know until we see them play. I like Missouri in this game simply because they have every reason to be motivated. All right. You're playing that opponent that gets your attention. You're in a bigger bowl. You're having an outstanding season. You've played against the best teams in the country in your conference. Missouri's ready for this. They're absolutely ready for this game. Nobody opted out. Nobody left. Everybody's staying. Everybody wants to play and everybody wants to build something special at Missouri. So it all looks neat and tidy for a Missouri win. Eli Drinkwitz on the podium on Thursday said, look, this is pretty simple. We got to play a clean game. We're ready. We've practiced well. We're taking this seriously. We know it was Christmas week. And we we're on the road for Christmas, but we're going to wrap up and tackle well. We've got a really strong opponent. He called Ohio State the most explosive team that they've played this year. And he talks specifically about running back, wide receiver, and tight end positions that they're going to have to tackle well, wrap up, and deal with it. Ryan Day, the head coach at Ohio State, this is unbelievable. He is 56-7 and at Ohio State. 56-7. and So while we all sit here and think Missouri has a great chance to win this game, and we like the motivation, and we like what we've seen out of Missouri, we love where they are, it's just a little bit of a reminder that, yes, Ohio State is 56-7 and seven under Ryan Day, and they will present quite a challenge for the Missouri Tigers. Both season's fun. These games are fun, and this is a really great test for Missouri and a springboard for next year, no doubt about it. All right, before we talk about the Chiefs, I want to remind you that we're presented by bstock.net, the electronics superstore warehouse in Olathe, 14680 South Flaming Road. They've got a big MacBook Pro sale going on right now, big time sale, and see their best price, which is typically 30% better than Best Buy or Nebraska Furniture Mart or any place like that. Mention the podcast and get $50 more off. That's right. If you're looking for a MacBook Pro right now, $50 additional off the price you see just by mentioning KKHI at bstock.net. Back nine development is your custom home builders. 2024, your year to build your dream home. Call T.J. Vilkanskis and his team at Back 9 Development and find out the latest styles, trends, and building applications for you and your family. Back9Development.com, 785-236-0161 for my guy T.J. at Back 9 Development. And and just have fun on the website. Go check out his website and see the cool stuff he's built. Back9Development.com. And Window World, simply the best for last. The official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs are made in America. They have 0% financing available. They have lifetime warranties, and they'll do a free analysis and estimate for you in home. So why not call Window World? They're online at WindowsKansasCity.com or call 816 799 0820 for Window World simply the best for less. The Chiefs are getting ready to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. And we'll start first with what others are saying about the Kansas City Chiefs. Dante Hall, the former Chiefs, great, said what I've been saying. I should get Dante Hall on the podcast. He sounds like a truth bomb waiting to happen. He compared the Chiefs' performance on Sunday to spoiled little brats on Christmas morning wanting to open their packages and throwing a fit when it wasn't time to do that yet. He literally said what I said. The Chiefs are playing like spoiled little brats, and they are. He said, these guys know I love them. My kids' favorite player is Patrick Mahomes. They know I love them. They know I'm a Chief." But my God, what an embarrassment. Dante Hall is just unloaded on this team and said they're basically a complete embarrassment the way they act. Not just the fact that they're losing and not playing well, but the way they act. And he's exactly right. They've got to get out of it. They've got to get back to professionalism, seriousness, detail, want to, all of those things. And Dante Hall, using the term spoiled little brats, hit the nail on the head with your Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee podcast this week, and he was asked, you know, what's wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs? And the first thing he said was, it's a bit of an overreaction because he thinks it will correct itself. But his analysis of the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is, he's reverted back to something he's good at, but shouldn't lean on. He explained it this way. Aaron Rodgers said, there are not many on-time throws in this offense. Like the play is run and the ball is not delivered. So they're not running the plays. Everything is the second or third route. And it's Mahomes dropping back, scrambling around and throwing off balance. And Rodgers went out of his way to say, look, he's the best in the business at that. But that can't be your offense. That's your default position. You must execute the plays first. And they're just skipping on the plays. He's not reading the throws. He's not, you know, the pick six. we've, We've talked about this time and time again. There was no rush, so the offensive line can't be blamed. He had Justin Ross wide open right in front of him. I mean, he was eight, nine yards to the left of, I think the the throw was to Watson out there on the edge, eight, nine yards to the left. So it was in his vision. He was rolling right. When he threw that pass, he had no feet on the ground and had nothing on the ball. Jones picked it off and ran it in the end zone. It was, in my opinion, the worst play of the Patrick Mahomes era. And it signified for me what the Chiefs' struggles are right now. They're sloppy and lazy, and they're spoiled little brats. And that's what happened there. If they pay attention to detail, if Mahomes starts going through his progressions and looking for the open receivers, as Boomer Esiason said right after the game on CBS on Monday, the receivers are open. He's just not looking at them and delivering it. He's running out of the pocket scared and defaulting everything to the sideline. That narrows the field that narrows your options. The entire field is in play if you hang in there. And he needs to hang in there. The pass rush wasn't all that great in the second half for the Raiders. The line did a better job. Mahomes did not. And Aaron Rodgers has nailed it. He says, there's just not very many on-time throws in this offense right now. And while he's the best in the business at improv, it can't be your base offense. And that's where they are. The Chiefs face the Bengals and Jake Browning. Browning's an inexperienced quarterback who had played well until last week when he threw three interceptions against the Steelers. The Chiefs' defense should shine in this game. For whatever reason, the Bengals are the biggest trash talkers in the league. Jamar Chase is questionable in this game. He's got an injury. So is Lajarius Sneed, and you would likely believe that they would be matched up against one another in this game quite a bit. They're both questionable. I think they'll both play. Legere Sneed has been fantastic this year for the Chiefs. He's had some penalties, but he's just been great. Like, he's been elite. Top five corner in the NFL. Legere Sneed has been an absolute stud. So the Chiefs need him out there because the Bengals, even without Jamar Chase, have all kinds of wide receivers. And Jake Browning is dangerous, and this team will score. But as we've seen with inexperienced quarterbacks, they have a couple of games where there's no book on them, right? We saw this with DeVito, with the Giants. We, we see this with guys that come in and play and have success for a couple of games, then you see the tendencies, you scout them. You prepare for their game and things start to turn. That could be happening with the Bengals. 3 interceptions last week for Browning is a bad look. And it leads you to believe that the Chiefs defense can make some big plays in this game. Jamar Chase, for whatever reason, the biggest trash talker in the league on the biggest trash talking team was asked what impresses you about the Chiefs defense and he said, "Honestly, nothing." That's Jamar Chase. What impresses you about the Chiefs' defense? Honestly, nothing. He went on to say, it's not like they have Jalen Ramsey. LeJarrius Sneed has been every bit as good as Jalen Ramsey this year. And then he said, you know, I feel like I'm putting fuel on the fire here. So go ahead and post it and let them put it in their locker. Let them hear what I'm saying. He's doing this on purpose to poke the Chiefs. And there's a reason why. And it all ties into what Dante Hall was saying. And what everybody's saying about the Chiefs, they're over-emotional, they're out of control, and it's not good for the Chiefs. Now, to this point, the defense hasn't really done that. It's been the guys on offense that have been the spoiled little brats, throwing helmets, fighting on the sideline, butting up against their head coach, screaming at the offensive line, blaming officials, one thing after another, with Mahomes and Kelsey mostly. But it hasn't been the defense. Jamar Chase is making these points because he wants the defense to melt down. And he thinks by saying some of these things, he can do that. Look, here's where the Chiefs are. Let's ask this question. Are the Cleveland Browns better than the Chiefs? The Browns won Thursday night, 37-20 over the Jets. Joe Flacco is playing at an insanely high level. The Browns have an excellent defense. They run the ball well. And now they have a quarterback that when he doesn't turn it over, they're impossible to beat. The Browns are really something. They're 11-5. The Cleveland Browns still have a shot at the one seed. They got a win out. They need some help, but they have a chance at the one seed, which the Chiefs don't. But the Chiefs, on Sunday, with a win, win the division again. And we know the worst they'll be at that point is the number three seed in the AFC, and that is pretty darn good. All right, Lee Sterling's going to have all the lines for us. That's coming right up. It's presented by the Blue Mountain Hotel and Goolsbee's Restaurant and Sports Bar Indoor Entertainment Center in Manhattan, part of the big Aggieville redevelopment. The Blue Mountain Hotel was there first. It is Manhattan's destination location for business or fun in Manhattan. It's the Blue Mountain Hotel and Goolsby's Restaurant and Indoor Entertainment Center online at bluemonthotel.com. Mike Lindell and his team at mypillow.com are having an after Christmas sale extravaganza on everything. If you didn't get the slippers you wanted, if you're still not sleeping well, if you need some new sheets or towels, now is the time. MyPillow.com. Please use the promo code KKHI when ordering at MyPillow.com. We get credit for that, and we love to have them as a sponsor here at KKHI. We're proud to have them as a sponsor, and we know that when it's your turn to get a new pillow or buy something at MyPillow, you'll use that promo code KKHI at MyPillow.com. And this weekend's a good time to go to Amini's. Check out all the cool stuff they got that maybe you didn't get for Christmas. Maybe it's time for you to get something special for yourself in the new year. They've got financing available on pool tables, air hockey, shuffleboard, foosball, pinball, everything under the sun as far as gaming is concerned. Had a listener a couple weeks ago tell me he got himself what he was looking for, a brand new golden tea machine for the house. It's all right there at Amini's, online at Amini's.com, or visit that showroom at 105th and Metcalf in Overland. It's time for Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com to tell us who's going to win and more
0: importantly, by how many on KKHI. Hit it! The Kevin Keatsman Has Issues conversation is brought to you by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC. Online at robertsrobinson.com.
1: Now we say hi to the Sultan of South Beach who has gone north. He's gone all crazy, skiing, banging up his knees, not able to spend as much time on the slopes as he once was. Yes, middle age and then some has set in on Lee Sterling. Hello, Lee. How are you,
2: sir? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I uh, wake up. I do some radio shows. I study and then, uh, you know, do skiing for maybe two, three hours. Can't do the normal six, seven, eight hours anymore and then come back in and, get in the jacuzzi, have some top hot chocolate, and enjoy my day and watch football. And that sounds great,
1: and it is going very well. Let's start right there. You're killing bowl season, 2-0 and again yesterday, and I love it. And It's not just lines. A lot of these are totals. You're looking at teams who've had a lot of players transfer out or do whatever, and you are off to a glorious start, and there's so much bowl action left and the college football playoff. You've bundled this all up with the NFL for the rest of the year?
2: Yeah, everything. So normally, you know, <laughs> we charge 447 from now through the Super Bowl. You can get involved, and we're 8 and 2 in the bowl games, 111 and 73 for the entire season since the first preseason. And it's 61%. This is the second year out of 30 years you've been above 60%. I don't think people realize how hard it is. That's almost two out of every three games we won for an entire year. Anyone who's telling you they're hitting 70 75% can't be done. Our big plays, we are 12-3 and 3 on the 35 to 50 you know, plays this year. So you want to hop on board, you can get every college bowl game we've left, right into, like I said, to start the bowl season. You can get NFL, last two weeks of the regular season, entire playoffs. i mean, a lot of games with all these wild cards. Seven teams make it from each side. And then the Super Bowl and also our top ten plays in the Super Bowl. Not 447 or 347. Just $247, one place, ParamountSports.com.
1: That's awesome. And folks, don't forget Monday, uh, New Year's Day, is filled with bowl games in the college football playoff for the last two games of the day. For our purposes here, we're going to stick mostly to the NFL with our picks this week, Lee. But I do want to get your thoughts on Missouri and Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl Friday night. Ohio State's the favorite in this one.
2: So if Collin Court was playing and Marvin Harrison were playing, I would look at Ohio State. But three and a half points, you want to lay three and a half points with the Ohio State with kidding Devin Brown. It's okay. I think he's going to be decent. But in his first start, Marvin Harrison, who is unguardable, he might be one of the best receivers that's come out of college football last 20, 30 years. And they have no motivation. That's the key, motivation. What are they playing for? Nothing. They have lost against the spread, against the SEC, 10 the last 13 times. They've lost against the spread 10 of the last 13 bowl games here. We're taking Missouri. This is big. These kids dream of playing a team like this. This means a lot to them. We'll go with Missouri. They win this game outright here,
1: 34-27. 100% with you on that one. All right, let's look at the NFL here, and we'll finish up with the Chiefs in just a couple of moments. But let's start in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills have been winning. It was a It was a little dicey last week. They needed some drama to pull out the win against the Chargers, but they're a big favorite against the Patriots as the Bills try to make a
2: run here. So this is going to be a theme. A lot of games we talked about this week. Buffalo is not scoring like they used to the last couple of years. So they're playing a team that knows them. Bill Belichick knows them. When they play the last ten times, unders come in. 6-3-1 against the spread to the under here. I don't think New England's given up. If this was the last game of the year, they might pack it in here, but you got both teams returning from the West Coast. Bailey Zappi is making some plays here. These two teams do not like each other. 13 points is a lot in the NFL. New England is not that bad here. I think Buffalo wins this game here 27-20, but I think New England covers.
1: Seattle's been pretty dramatic of late. Doesn't matter who plays quarterback for them. They're winning with drama at the end of the game. They're a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Steelers, who are still alive.
2: Yep. So both teams are just trying to get into the wild card. Seattle's sitting at number seven, their game up on a couple teams. Pittsburgh number nine in the AFC, and they've got to leapfrog the Colts and the Texans if they want to get in here. I just can't, you know, put my money on Mason Rudolph to have a second good game and George Pickens, who is up and down. You never know if he wants to play. He was great last week, but and, and Deontay Johnson. These guys are just. I think they you got they've got some bad apples here and they have some untalented quarterbacks for Pittsburgh. So I think the advantage here is for Seattle's wide receivers matched up against Pittsburgh's four defensive backs here. I like Seattle. I, I think they they stay secure in that number seven spot here in the NFC for a while. card, Seattle wins and covers 30 to 20.
1: All right, the Ravens and Dolphins meet each other, and I don't care if the Ravens play 100 more games this year. They're not going to play better than they did last week. I think the fear for no. me here with the Ravens is that they just played and won their Super Bowl, and the rest of everything could be a letdown. I, mm. I, I I, don't know. They're not that good. I mean, like seriously, Lamar Jackson's stats aren't as good as mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield's, and they're talking about MVP for Lamar Jackson. I don't get it. But they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Miami, and I'm not going to say that they can't go win this game, but I don't expect the Ravens to
2: play as well as they did last week. Do you? Great point, Kevin. I, it's very tough to play your A or A-plus game two weeks in a row. They got a bunch of tur- turnovers, which aided the win. We thought Omar Jackson was great. He did enough and stayed away from turnovers, so I thought that was big for them. And then on top of that, I think people think of Miami as a soft team. Miami's not a soft team. So they've lost a couple games. They're finding themselves. They finally beat a team with a winning record, Dallas. And that was with having to settle for five touchdowns. If you remember the game last year, Miami's down, I think, 14 or 17 points and game storm back and won the game by – uh, a touchdown or two against a Baltimore defense that they shredded. So Miami's going to have back, it looks like, four of the five starting offensive linemen. When they played Kansas City in that game earlier in the year, they only had one starting offensive lineman. It was like a preseason offensive line. Miami can play bully ball. Trust me, Rain right? He's at 31 years old having a great year. He may not be great next year or the year after. But this Miami team, this defense, I think they're built to, to, to keep... Lamar Jackson from going wild here. I think Miami's going to pull off the upset here, 27-24 over Baltimore. Jacksonville
1: Jaguars need something good to happen in their world. They're going to make the playoffs, but my gosh, they just are not playing particularly good football. They draw Carolina this week. Will they get well?
2: We talked about a thing. If you are not scoring points, you know, don't keep laying big points here. they got problems with quarterback. They don't know whether Trevor Lawrence will play or Bethel will play. Either one. Lawrence is not playing well. He's not 100%. His offensive line is not protecting. You're seeing it here in Kansas City, you know, Patrick Mahomes not being protected. That offensive line was dominated. Same thing with Jacksonville's offensive line. The receivers not running good routes. I mean, Kansas City and Jacksonville were saying it over and over again. Offensive line problems. Receivers not running the right routes. Not holding on to the ball here. I think Carolina's going to say in this game. Jacksonville wins. Uh, on their chinny chin chin 2320.
1: Can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Chiefs and Bengals. I know what I'm doing in this game. I already know. But we did have a big story here in Kansas City this week. Patrick Mahomes finally admitting that he is a big part of the problem. And he's reverted back to his Texas Tech ways. He brought this up on his own. He said, I'm looking at the film. I'm doing the same stupid stuff I did in college. My footwork is off. My mechanics are off. The pick six I threw was unacceptable. He had Justin Ross wide open on that play for at least 40 yards, maybe a touchdown. There are issues with the Kansas City offense, but one of the glaring issues is Patrick Mahomes stinks right now. He's not any good, Lee. Yeah. Why would I expect him to go out against the Bengals and
2: light it up? You got it right on the head. I mean, also on top of all that, this is a circle game for Cincinnati. Yes, yeah, Cincinnati has lost the last two times to the Steelers with Jake Browning play. Those are just only two bad games. For some reason, he just can't figure out the Pittsburgh Steelers. But this is the circle game. They played well. Cincinnati has here before. They either won or kept the game very close. So I, I, I think this is the game that they want here. Travis Kelsey's maybe slowed down a little bit. One touchdown the last eight games. At that 6-1 start, they've won five of the last eight games. That's it. Lost five of eight. That's right. They have the worst turnover margin in the league. Running game isn't there. And Cincinnati's defense, when they come to play, and they're they're locked in, they're going to make a low-scoring game here. So seven points is a lot in the NFL. I think Kansas City escapes. Yep. This is another they escape by the hand on their chinny chin chin game. Kansas City twenty-one seventeen. Over Cincinnati, but it wouldn't shock me the Cincinnati beats them. I'm 100% with
1: you. The game of the week here is Denver and the Chargers. That is Stidham versus Stick at quarterback at this point, right? But there's something you like. There's something you really like here. Yeah. So this is the free play of the week. If you want to call Lee at 800 400 9741, it's Denver and the Chargers.
2: Yeah, I think there's a clear right side to this game. Anyone wants to get it for free, call 800 400 9741. First five callers get it for free. 800 400 9741. Like I said, you want to come on board, don't wait. If you're trying get on your own or another service or not, you know, doing the job, you can get every single college bowl game. Last two weeks of the NFL, you're gonna get the entire NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl, including my top ten prop plays, which haven't lost in the last ten years. And my daughters pick on the national anthem over under, not full forty seven, not three forty seven, just two hundred and forty-seven dollars. One place, paramountsports.com. And Kevin I want to wish you, your family, and your staff and all the listeners out there a very happy New Year.
1: Yes, you too, sir. Don't hurt yourself on the slopes. Enjoy your vacation, and we'll chat with you next week. Sounds good, Kevin. Take care. All right. There is Lee Sterling, the Sultan of South Beach, and he has been on fire, folks. I've been playing all of his college games. He is 8-2, and two, and some of them you look at and you go, okay. He played He played the under in the – gosh, which game yesterday? It was uh, the Tulane game? Uh, the, the, the spread was the point total was sixty point five, and it was never in doubt. It was under the whole time. It was just a, he played the under. It was just fantastic. So he went two and zero on Wednesday, and he's got more picks for you today and all throughout the weekend. If you want to jump on board, it's paramountsports.com. You can get Jackpot January all the way through the Super Bowl for just two forty seven. Lee Sterling's appearance on KKHI is brought to you by Jocelyn's Jewelry, Ninety Fifth and Antioch, the jeweler you'll recommend to your friends and family. Buck Disposal, yes, Buck Roofing is now Buck Disposal as well. They'd love to help you out on your job site or your home site. If you're clearing out, remodeling, or need a dumpster, they will drop it, pick it up for you, and take great care of you with the best customer care in the industry. Call 913-242-7695 or online at buckdisposal.com. And my friend Chris and his team at TimeWise Media, we've been working with TimeWise Media for a couple of years. They do great things for your business. If you've thought about advertising effectively, either online, radio, podcasts, television, whatever it may be, web development, Google business profile, print, billboards, traditional media, you name it, TimeWise Media is your perfect sounding board. They're experts in the field. They know your target audience and say, this is who you're trying to reach. We will pare this thing down specifically to people that will support your business. I think you're really going to like working with them. If your company has an ad agency, Maybe you should have a lunch with Chris and talk to him about what he could do for your company. TimeWiseMedia.com. That's TimeWiseMedia.com, 913-702-2722. That's Chris Benson at TimeWiseMedia.com. All right, let's go around the horn. Lee Sterling likes New England, plus the points against Buffalo. That sort of showed last week as the Bills had trouble with the Chargers. He likes Seattle to not take it to the wire this time. He thinks Pittsburgh has run out. And the Seahawks cover the three and a half. The Dolphins over the Ravens take the points here. Miami plus three and a half. Same thing with Carolina and Cincinnati. Carolina plus the six and a half against Jacksonville, which is having trouble scoring. And of course, Kansas City is having trouble scoring. Take the Bengals to keep this one close. Lee likes the Chiefs to win it in a close game. And his play of the week is Denver and the Chargers. If you want to get it free, call him at 800-400-9741. And happy wagering. Lee Sterling also It sounded like his tone loves those Missouri Tigers against Ohio State. I do, too. I'll be playing the Tigers for sure in this one. I think motivation is a big factor. On a scale of 1 to 10, Missouri's an 11 on the motivation factor, and Ohio State's probably a 6. And that really matters. In bowl games, let's go Mizzou. Take those 3.5 points if you can get them. Get on it with Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. He joins us every week right here on Kevin Keatsman Has Issues.
0: Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at KKHasIssues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the KKList.com.
1: This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media, Incorporated.